Hello, dog people, and welcome to another episode of the Rocker Dog Podcast, the only show that talks to musicians about their dogs and the wonderful impact they have on our lives. I'm your host, Tim Dill, shadowed by my golden doodle, Charlie, and today we have nothing but wagging tails in talking with Jen Razavi of the Bomb Pops, who just released her own album called Saw in Half back on April 28th, and this is her color-coordinated rocker dog. Um, well, this is Saloon. She is a three-year-old German Shepherd Husky mix. Okay. And does she have a last name? Is it McDonough? She or does. McDonough? How do you pronounce it? It's uh, Saloon McDonough. Okay. <laughs> and what's the significance of that? Uh, well, her first name is just a cowboy Western name. I really wanted to name her something cowboy something western i actually thought about naming her cowboy even though she's a girl but decided not to and then i liked bullet or bandit banjo but they're kind of common names you know Mm -hmm. so i just was thinking of other western things and saloon at first you know it just that's kind of weird that's a cowboy bar slash brothel (laughs) right (laughs) but now that i it's just associated with her rather than a cowboy bar i think it's a really beautiful name it sounds it kind of reminds me of sarah or something and then mcdonough is uh, a reference to raising arizona so uh hi mcdonough okay i've seen that movie but it's been a while i can't remember the it was that whose character was that he's the main character Oh, that's Nicholas Cage. Cage? Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. So right off the bat, knowing what I know of you from Instagram and your music is you have a certain aesthetic. And when I saw you got the dog, immediately I was thinking, did that dog was part (laughs) of the criteria that he had to meet the visual aesthetic of you and the bomb pops? Like, would you have gone for a dog if it was had the hair of a golden retriever or was Honestly, any any other color but black and white? I really was looking for a dog to match the aesthetic um, 100%. I think if I had met a dog that just melted my heart and we, and we vibed or if I was to find a dog, of course, that wouldn't matter. But I uh, was looking. She's a pandemic puppy. She is... I got her in June of 2020. She was born in April of 2020. And so I was looking online for dogs. I was really on a a hunt for a dog at that point. So I was able to kind of put in the search criteria that I wanted. And really, I was looking for an intelligent breed. I didn't have a specific breed in mind. Labrador, type of retriever, really was started to focus in on German shepherds though, Australian shepherds, some kind of intelligent dog is all that I really knew that I wanted. And yes, black or white. And yeah, I mean, I can, I don't even know where to start with a pandemic puppy. Well, how did you, let's, let's go to, how did you zero in on saloon? How did, how did you eventually come to find her? Right. So I wanted a dog for a long time, but being a touring musician, it's a really difficult thing to do. 
when the pandemic happened, I just, I just knew that it was going to be a long, we all knew it was going to be a long time. And I felt like it was the perfect time to go ahead and get one as so did everyone else in the United States. (laughs) (laughs) And so it really was difficult though, at that point, because you couldn't go to shelters and visit dogs or you could, but you had to be on a list. I was on a wait list for some shelters and I'm the appointment was, you know, two months out to even go see a dog. And then I was on, I signed up for petfinder.com, adoptapet.com. I got one of the premium subscriptions. I think it was to petfinder or adoptapet. I don't remember which one, but by the time you could even click on a dog. It was already adopted. It, it just happened day after day after day. I started to notice that they would put up new listings at like 1 a.m. for some reason. Right. Um, and so I would stay up or let's be honest, I was up at that hours <laughs> on those hours during the pandemic and refresh and just wait for new listings to come up and they would just be gone the moment that they went up. And originally I wasn't looking for a puppy. I wanted to adopt a dog that was full grown anywhere, you know, from two to five years old. I would just, I wanted to give, you know, an older dog or an adult dog, a second chance, you know, everyone really wanted the puppies. So I, I wasn't looking for puppies. But at, at some point, I just started searching for puppies for all, all kinds of dogs. And I actually went and saw two other dogs during that time. But they both had really uh, bad behavioral issues. And the criteria that I was looking for in a dog is I just wanted to have a dog that I could take with me anywhere. Right. Obviously, you can train and work with behavioral issues. But for me, just being a social person, I wanted to ensure that I would have a dog that was that I could trust around other people, around kids, around my friends. So I, it was pretty heartbreaking to meet those dogs. And then I, one of them, I really, really vibed with, but the foster person was really great about letting me know that there was this incident. Someone came into her house and the dog had really showed some insane aggressive behavior. So yeah. So then I kept looking on an Adopt-A-Pet on PetFinder and I was honestly pretty discouraged because nothing, these dogs were just going so quickly. And I was speaking to my aunt who lives, I live in Los Angeles. She lives in San Diego and she is actually a dog person and she's found over the years dogs for a lot of people in my family. And she was an advocate for me getting a dog even before the pandemic, she said, I'll watch, if you go on tour, I'll watch your dog. You need a dog. You don't, you know, <laughs> right. that kind of love you'll ever have is a dog. And so she, she made me feel really comfortable about getting a dog, knowing that when we do go back on tour, that she would watch her. So anyhow, I expressed to her that I was just so discouraged and these dogs are going so fast. And she said, you should try Craigslist, but you got to be careful because you know, there's scams out there, people putting up puppies there, they'll get one and they're really sick. Anyway, she, I, I kind of gave up. I just was like, I'm just going to give it a break. You know, the right dog will come along when it comes along. I'm, I, I've, I'm tired of looking every day and not being able to find anything. So she started looking for me on Craigslist and she was looking in San Diego and she called me one day. She sent me a, a, a listing 
And she, and then she called me and she said, you should just go, just, just give them a call. You never know. And I said, I'm, I know by the time I call, these dogs are all going to be gone. And she said, just give them a, just give her a call. So I called, it was a listing. It was 10 puppies, German shepherd, Husky mixes. And there was a photo of uh, like three of them. And I called and the lady said I was the first person to call. And I knew that I wanted a female dog. And I asked if there were any female puppies. She said there was five male, five female. And uh, she said, if you come down today, I, you can have first pick of the females. And so, oh I, yeah, I drove down right away. Why a female? I just knew that I wanted a big dog. And I did, I did not want to deal with like a big dog, Red Rocket. Yeah, okay. I'm totally honest. Say no more. I don't, I want the big dog. I, it's going to just, I just, I don't want to deal. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, going back to the aesthetic, it would have fit the color scheme. Such an aesthetic thing. And also, yeah, I like having like a VFF gal pal to roll around with. And um, it's funny when I went down to pick out the puppies, I I really wanted an all black dog um, just because of, how much black that I wear. So, you know, when I got down there, she, the lady who had the puppies asked, are you sure, do you want me to bring out all 10 of them or just the females? And I, as wonderful as it would be to have a pile of 10 puppies <laughs> playing around with, I I told her, I was like, you know, I just bring out the females because I was afraid that I'd find one, like one of the males would have an aesthetic that I would love. And I um, would, would grab them. So I said, just bring me the females. And it's really hard because they were four weeks old. So you can't really tell the person out. There's no personality. They're just, yeah. you can't do kind of the, the puppy tests that you would do a roll if you were, you know, flip them over and see how they are. They're just little blobs and you pull one away <laughs> from the pack, from the pack. And then they just like little magnets getting back to each other, you know? But, so was it, was it pretty random how you got saloon or what did saloon, how did saloon show herself to be the one she to, to be taken home? Well, I just chose her because of her markings, because so the the mother was a German shepherd and she was at the house. It was just, you know, some people that backyard bred this bred her. You know, it's I they were fine people. I don't think but it was they were definitely breeding dogs to just make some quick cash. And it was this litters uh, the mother it was our first litter she was nine months old she was a german shepherd and they brought her with a neighbor's husky and i it's definitely something that i you know now that i know so much more about especially the breeds both breeds um it wasn't really something that i researched to the fully as fully as i probably should have before i got her i mean i'm she's wonderful but just knowing like i don't know just supporting the backyard breeding things in a way, though, I know that I rescued her because I'm sh- I'm pretty sure a lot of these dogs just went to they're just in someone's yard somewhere, you know. Yeah, I, I yeah. think that um, I really do think that I rescued her from yeah. being in situation. But well, I mean, full disclosure, we're we never make the judgment on this show, and I'm I'm a victim of the same journey you are. I've got a I've got a, a doodle, and no doodles. I mean, there are doodles that end up in shelters, but. Um, we got them from a breeder and, and in that time and f- from five years ago to where I am now with this podcast, it's like, I get it. I get the rescue mission and I'm all in for it, but, uh, you know, it is a journey. It is a learning experience. Yeah. And there's kind of something about it because I, I was, I really just wanted to adopt a dog from a shelter. I wanted to go in and get a dog 
that was a few years old. That was always the vision I had for myself getting a dog. And so, yeah. cause I was all, we, we ha- had one dog growing up and you know, we got him, he was older and I just was always brought up like, Oh, you don't want to deal with the puppy phase and, and all of that. So I kind of wasn't even looking to, to go through the whole puppy phase, but I, I will say back to the litter when she brought those, the puppies out, it was really interesting because they all, the most of them looked either like very German shepherd markings. So uh, brown right. and black or mm-hmm. very husky kind of grays and whites and browns. And there were two that looked like little cows. And right. <laughs> it was actually what she was in the photo that was on Craigslist. So that's, I, I, she was the first dog that I puppy that I saw on the Craigslist ad. So I ended up getting her and there was one that looked very similar to her, but she, the saloon had a, a little wider white marking in, in her forehead that I just, I don't know, it was so hard because they really didn't have much personality and their eyes are still closed and wobbling around, but yeah. And right off the bat, I know you have a quote in one of your posts that say, I love her so deep in my bones already. <laughs> was that was was that in the first 24 hours? It was. It was pretty insane. I remember the moment um, that I... Well, I mean, once I picked her up, got her in the car and my ex-boyfriend was with me at the time, he drove me down to pick her up and he witnessed it. We just locked eyes. I felt her enter into my soul. Like there was this moment when, cause I, I didn't get her at four weeks. She, I got her at eight weeks. Um, yeah. So I picked, went down and picked her out and then waited till eight weeks that they were good about. Um, she, she was healthy. They got her all her shots and she was just a perfect puppy. Um, but when I picked her up at eight weeks, getting in the car, she was in my lap and she just looked into my eyes, locked eyes with me. And it was so instant. And she never, she's never taken her eyes off me since. <laughs> and yeah. we got home. Um, I brought her home to my house and my boyfriend stayed the night with me. And I had a little baby gate around a crate that was kind of like, just all like a zone connected to my bed. And the first time I left her, so I got up to go to the restroom and my boyfriend was there with her. She's tiny little puppy puppy leaped over, like threw herself (laughs) over the baby gate to try to get to me. And my boyfriend's like, oh my God, you guys are, this is a problem. This dog is going to be inseparable (laughs) from you. And it's, it's so true. So yeah, she's just. I don't know. We have such a, a wonderful relationship. And I think that that bonding experience of being with her every day during the pandemic was, was part of the, I mean, a dog's bond with their owners, of course. Um, but lucky to have that puppy experience and spend every single moment with her. <laughs> yeah. Now, how was the puppy experience since you did mention you were looking for an older dog? And I will commend you. I've noticed your training. You've done a wonderful job training the dog. It does all the basic stuff and you were using the clicker and positive reinforcement and um, she can do dog tricks. But going back to that reticence of going for a puppy, was the puppy experience good for you? It was one of the best experiences of my life. I had no idea that that is something that I would be so into and uh, dog training. Um, And we still do stuff almost every day. You know, it's kind of more just a lot of it's become practical stuff, but we're always, it's, it's, it's 
a form of meditation for me, honestly, because you have to be so focused and you are, uh, when you're in that zone and in that flow, they, you, the, you build their bond with the dog and you, you feel so happy and you can, you just realize how intelligent and how just beautiful the relationship that you have is. And I noticed that like, right, right away, immediately, like, you know, the, the day after I brought her home, just kind of started seeing what, what we could do. Obviously with puppies, you don't want to, um, over, stimulate them or stress them out with any training, but it's really fun for them. It's just a way for them to, you know, engage with you and bond with you. And I learned so much about myself. It's really weird that the psychology behind dog training and and everything is like a puzzle and you have to think about it a few steps ahead and you have to be able to adjust and you have to be able to take, you know, the techniques that you're taking from wherever you're dog training, uh, video or dog trainer that you're working with that you've learned and apply them to your dog specifically. And once you know what they, how they operate and you can apply that the dogs can do anything. I think that it's the people that need the training, not the dogs. Any, I really believe any dog can do anything that you need it to do. Obviously some dogs are more, you know, intelligent or they have had some dogs have some behavioral issues, but if you're really willing to work with a dog, I think you can see results. And most people just don't do that with their pets and they let them do whatever. Yeah. Did you have a trainer or did you do it all yourself? Um, started with just YouTube videos. And then um, somebody that I knew sort of, I, I only met her one time. She reached out to me and she said, oh, you're doing such a great job with your puppy. It's really nice to see you like working with your dog. A lot of people get puppies and they don't do like half of what you're doing. And she offered to work with me. Um, And so I did work with her for a few months. We'd meet her like every other week. And I learned a lot from her. It was the, the biggest thing that I got out of that was the walking on a leash and how to um, kind of live so that your dog isn't ruling your zone or your Mm -hmm. life. Because some of those kind of things and techniques you can apply to anything. And so having walking being the one thing that we really focused on was so helpful because you're working on that thing, which is a huge thing. And then you can apply what you're, what you're doing and, and, and that those techniques to a lot of other things. So that was really helpful. And then it got to a point where even she even said, it's like, yeah, you don't really need me anymore. And a lot of things that I wanted to do, I can kind of kind of figure out on your own or I can Google things and and work with it. But the, the basic knowledge is is there and you just have to I think it's just being patient. Yeah. You know, it's amazing that some people don't have just like five minutes to spend with a dog every day because they'll, they'll, you'll be able to see the improvement with it. Yeah. Well, like I said, I applaud you because there was a post back when you were actually training the dog that you acknowledged that she is going to be big. And, you know, as the point you made earlier, she's going to be big and you want her to be social as you're social. You want to take around, be around people, kids, other dogs. So you did, you did what everyone should do. (laughs) Yeah. I think having a big dog and taking them out places with you is different than having a little dog and taking them out with you. Little dogs get away with a lot more. It's just people kind of expect it 
from them. Not that little dogs shouldn't be trained. I definitely think that they should, but with a big dog, it just can be a, a lot more scary if it's it has a big bark, if it is running around and getting excited in a place where it shouldn't be, it's going to make a bigger scene. And I'm so happy with her demeanor and her behavior. And she has a really deep understanding of what it is that I want from her in certain situations, in, in all situations. And the other thing is, I knew that I would be relying on other people to help me with her. Right. right. At some point when we got, when we went back to touring, um, my aunt did watch her for a tour, but I, my dad now watches her every time. And he was the typical, (laughs) he was the typical dad meme where it's like, you get a dog. I'm not going to be watching your dog. That's fine. And I just said, okay, you know, and I didn't ask him for uh, about the first two years. And then I just said, hey, like, just just try this. Watch. See see how awesome she is. And he loves having her now. And she stays with him, you know, for a month at a time. That's great. Yeah. Now, socially, do you have, uh, there's another quote, you know, you mentioned your dad and your aunt. Um, you did say, thanks to my pack who encouraged me to make this move I've always wanted to make. Do you have a group of friends that have dogs? I mean, do you have like a a friend pack and dog pack? You Oh, yes, 100%. You know, before getting a dog, it was definitely my my aunt was a huge, you know, she she really was the one who encouraged me to get a dog and my cousin as well. And but since I'm having her, I've actually met uh, oh, and I would have to give a shout out to my friends, Taylor and Neil, because early on as a little puppy, they would watch her and I have a friend named Alex who would watch her when she was a puppy. So yeah, just having people that you can rely on, that you can trust to watch your dog is so huge. But I have an amazing group of friends, women that it's just kind of part of our everything, not everything revolves around what we do with our dogs, but there's a lot of our, you know, daily stuff is like, let's go take the dogs out. Let's go here where we can take the dogs. Let's go work from this coffee shop because they um, allow dogs. So it's, it's really nice to have that. And back to it being like a meditation, you know, having a dog is such a wonderful way to step outside and be in nature. And I probably wouldn't this is I've been I go outside more than I ever have in my life now that I have a dog and going outside with friends and going on hikes, going on walks, just being present with the dogs. It's it's such a wonderful part of my life these days. Yeah. Well, I bring up a lot that people, you know, they call their dogs either their therapy dog or their emotional support dog. And just, just as you said, in so many ways, they offer, you know, they help people get out of the house. They help people get fresh air, exercise, you know, the list goes on and on. Yeah. You know, and again, I'm going to give out some, give some more shout outs, but my, my friend Rachel and her dog Willow, and then I have my friend Stephanie, her dog Jameson, my friend Taylor, her dog Jepson, another coworker um, named Tia and her dog Tucker. But yeah, it's just an amazing kind of group of people. I think that we, i definitely be friends with them regardless, but there's an extra special kind of bond that we have, um, being able to do things with our dogs. Yeah. It's just, it's a, it's really a wonderful part of my life right now. And I, I realize it in the moment, you know, I think everybody has those moments where you're like, Oh man, one day 
you know, this dog's going to be older or my situation's going to change or something. And it's just really special what we have right now together. Yeah. Now is one of those dogs that you mentioned the black and white Great Dane in your yes, photos? That's Willow. <laughs> okay. That's a good looking dog. That's a good looking big dog. She really is. She is so gorgeous. I'm Saloon and I used to get stopped on the street a lot. People will be like, wow, it's such a beautiful dog. And then ever since um, Willow came into our life, she, <laughs> Saloon's chopped liver. Everyone's oh, like, no. <laughs> Willow. And they're like, because she's like a mythical creature. Yeah, I was going to um, say size alone. She can't be ignored. And she's so sweet. Um, Saloon doesn't really care about any other people or other dogs. She's just kind of focused on me and so if someone comes up and says hi, she really could care less. But Willow just is, wants to meet every single person and jump in their lap. And so she brings <laughs> a lot of joy to people when they see her. You know, the look on people's faces when they see that dog is pretty amazing. Yeah, that's great. I know a couple of Great Danes and they're just so funny. Gosh, they're so they're funny because so they, they, they seem to never grow into their bodies. Exactly. I think Willow's five. She seems like a puppy. She acts like a puppy. And they're the the way that dog tries to sit in your lap and curl up in your lap, it has must have no idea how large it is. (laughs) So funny. Well, um, I wind up every show with what I call the zoomies, and that's just the last five quick questions. So (laughs) let's go there. Question one is do you kiss saloon on the mouth? You know, I don't. Um, my friend Taylor will always let her like lick her mouth and she'll share. She's, you know, gives her like a lick of her ice cream. And right. I see this dog, what she picks up on the ground, the way she cleans herself. I'm sorry, but that's that's a no. I do kiss her on her little snout on, you know, between her eyes there on the top of her nose. And yep. she always has a red lipstick smooch kiss mark on her face but <laughs> not on the mouth no okay well we've heard that we've heard that answer before where i know where that mouth has been so under, <laughs> yeah. understood i don't share that opinion but understood okay <laughs> question two is given your occupation you're a musician you're touring you're hanging out with you know I'm, I'm looking for a shameless name drop when i ask this has saloon licked anyone famous has she licked anyone famous She's hung out with quite a few uh, punk rockers in the day. I mean, I'll never forget beginning of the pandemic being uh, over at Fat Mike's house from No Effects a lot. Mm-hmm. He has this great property. It was he used yeah in in Los Angeles. He had a big tennis court and a big yard and a pool, and so I'd spend a lot of time over there with her when she was a puppy. And yeah, she'd be sitting on his lap just hanging out and she I remember she got into a giant bag of fertilizer at his house and oh yeah and just I never forget seeing her face pop out of the bag of fertilizer and looking at me and then she threw up all oh, no. night yeah oh, no. yeah so um she's she's definitely hung out with some punk rockers but uh she's been in the studio a couple times when she was a puppy obviously not when there's anything too loud going on or just have her you know mm-hmm. engineer's room but yeah i don't know i think that's just some punk rockers no okay. one too famous <laughs> we'll take that we'll take that question three is does she have a theme song 
And when I say theme song, it could be, do you sing her a song often? Is there a song that was popular during the time that you got her that makes you think of her or anything around that? I'm always singing to her nonstop. I can't even, I wish I could think of on the top of my head. It, there's not an hour of the day that goes by probably that I'm not singing to her. Whatever she's doing, she gets a little song to go with it, you know? <laughs> and <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Question four is, do you have a dog voice? Do you use a dog voice to speak to her, like a high-pitched or a baby voice or whatever it may be? Or on the flip side, do you give her a voice? Do you personify her with a certain personality? Yeah, she's always talking like this, but she just has <laughs> to go do her things, and she's just got to go eat her food, and oh, there she goes. <laughs> I That's don't know one. why. That's great. Do you, do you use that a lot around your friends? Yeah, I find myself doing it. Like only when the dog is around, I don't yeah, do yeah. it. But you know, if, we're, if I'm just observing her, or it's, oh, there she goes. Oh, it's time to go eat. I, and do I your friends I, do the same? <laughs> do, do do your friends have dog voices for their think, dogs? I don't. I think I think Rachel does with Willow with the Great Dane. I mean, Rachel has a British accent already, so oh, that's <laughs> great. Perfect. So Willow's definitely British, but um, yeah. Okay. She, so, she has a lot of funny names for Willow. I don't, she calls her the gooey, gooey. <laughs> <laughs> After a gooey duck clam, I don't know. <laughs> That'd be a good name, just outright gooey. I know. Well, basically, gooey is all we call her. I, don't, I think I call her gooey more than I call her Willow. <laughs> okay, last but not least, is there a dog organization that you want to shout out? This could be a charity. This could be a groomer, a dog walker, anything you want. Just someone to shine a spotlight on for doing good uh by you and, and your dog yeah so i just there's a couple of people that um i follow on instagram and you know the shout outs i'd have to give are to my kind of my dog pack rachel and stephanie um and taylor with the dogs that okay. that's definitely um a huge one but I will say and i don't know this person personally but there's a guy larry crone K-R-O-H-N. And I don't even know how I stumbled upon his page, but he, because I, I do use an e-caller with her for her recall. Um, I just, I just think it's such an important tool for ha- being off leash and safely with your dog. Right. And there's a lot of misconceptions around it. And um, I think he does a wonderful job of explaining the scenarios that where this is like a life-saving tool and, if you have your dog off leash and it doesn't know how to come when you call it in any situation, uh, then, you know, it you're putting your dog at risk. So right. I think he's just a great person to learn about the e-caller from, as well as there's another guy, Tom Davis. I don't um, know him personally either, but they both, a lot of um, how I got into thinking and using e-caller for safety um, I learned through their channels. And then another one is, um, his name is Evan Nolte and is canine den mother or den mother underscore canine. And it's a, I don't know how I followed them either. He does, uh, trains people how to work medically on canine working dogs and military dogs, mm-hmm. uh, like special forces, canine medic stuff and it's just really interesting so there's a lot of um safety dog tips that i've learned through that page as well okay but 
yeah i've talked to him on instagram too and, and he's great I, I just like his contents nothing that applies a lot of it isn't stuff that applies to me but it's just kind of fascinating the 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 military dogs and working dogs and stuff yeah well they use i mean they use a lot of german shepherds i know they just had a it was like military canine day like last week or the week before that i give a shout out to but um Okay, I'll, I'll ch- definitely I'll definitely check those out. Those are you know sometimes I hear I know these places and sometimes I don't. But I think I only know Tom Davis of the list you you shared. So thank you for that. We'll check that out and hopefully the audience will check it out. Um, rolling into the summer, is there anything you want to promote that you or your band are going to be up to? Uh, yeah, I just released some new music. My first stuff that I've done. Um, I don't like saying solo album, but I guess that's what it is. Okay. And so that's been um, really fun to get out into the world. It's really different from the band doing a lot of touring acoustic and Bomb Pops have some really great shows coming up uh, with no effects for their final tour. And yeah, so active with the Bomb Pops and also branching out and doing some solo stuff as well it's been really fun okay what's the best place to follow you at and and keep keep abreast of what you're doing my instagram jen underscore pop and saloon has one as well which uh i've just realized you know i think that saloon content is the best content but any (laughs) she doesn't get as great as engagement of engagement as I do on my own page, but she does really well on her own page. Okay. <laughs> so uh, that's saloon.mcdonough. All right. Well, thank you so much for giving me your time and introducing me to Saloon. And I, uh, I, I love to hear all about her and uh, I wish you all the best uh, this summer and beyond. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It's been my pleasure. All right. A big thank you to Jen Rousevy for coming on the show and giving us the rundown on her dog saloon. The shoutouts Jen elected to give went to retired special agent and dog trainer Larry Crone, who can be found on Instagram at Larry Crone, where you can find links to his YouTube channel and website. Tom Davis, who People Magazine calls a dog's best friend, travels the world helping dogs achieve their full potential. His Instagram is Tom Davis, where you'll find links to his online and in-person training, merchandise, and more. Lastly, there's Evan Nolte, who is on Instagram as denmother underscore canine and is a former war dog medic who now teaches his casualty care courses to military, first responders, and law enforcement agencies. Speaking of Instagram, we are on it as well, at Rocker Dog Podcast, and have pictures and videos of our guests and their dogs. We are also on Apple Podcasts, so hop on over there and give us a rating, leave a review, and subscribe to the podcast so we'll be waiting on your phone with a new episode every Friday, such as the one queued up for next week with a singer-songwriter who prefers his dog to do most of his self-promotion on social media. So please make a plan to join us for that. All right, thanks for lending us your ear. We'll see you next week. Next week.